Well, guys, we've done it. We have made the new level of sweaty, of heat. Oklahoma is brutal. And this morning, we have been spending the morning gardening. Ben is working on tilling up some of the beds that we have not successfully grown some food. And we are going to retail it. Oklahoma is really cool that it has two types of seasons, um, two grow seasons, I should say. So we are going to try again. Uh, but then I was using, we grew some corn and failed miserably at that because one, the bugs eat everything and we waited too long to harvest most of them. So they are loved on by the chickens. So we still have the stocks. And what I did today was pulled out all of the stocks and I'm going to bundle those up and use those for our fall festival. So the fall festival is going to be September 30th, October 1st and 2nd, and then every Saturday after October or in October. And so that is what prompted me to have a conversation with you guys today is that I am trying to think, gosh, how can we repurpose what we are doing, are trying to recoup any sort of income off of what you're, what you're currently doing. So that brought me to the corn stocks. Like last year we purchased corn stocks. We didn't grow corn last year. And I spent $8 on a corn, on a bundle of corn stocks. So I think there was like five or five to eight corn stocks in a bundle. And it's was $8. And at first I was like, eight dollars for all of that. That seems like a lot. But then as I was out there in the heat, pulling them out of the ground and then bundling them and then moving them so they can dry. I was like, yep, $8 is worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Oh, I'm okay with paying for that because now I understand the time that goes into it, the the twine that you use to bundle everything. My poor little fingers as I was tying all of them and trying to pull them up really tight. It's a lot of work. All, everything that you do is a lot of work, especially when it comes to gardening. It just is so taxing on, on your body. It's so hot out there and it just takes so much time. And it, unfortunately, we did not have a very good fruit of our labor from this season. So luckily we have the opportunity to keep learning from it. And it's you know not a detrimental life or death. I can go to Walmart and grab 10 for a dollar when corn is in season. Um, but that just, we're just trying to learn. We're just trying to learn. And sometimes it is so frustrating as we're trying to do this. It's like, oh my gosh, we have put the corn in the ground many months ago and we're ready. We're thinking we're ready. And our fault was that we just didn't check enough of the stocks to realize like, oh, we are missing the period of when we need to harvest them. And you know, what's also funny too, is the corn that we were growing, it's not the giant corn husks that we corn on the cob type that you get from the grocery store where they're like a foot long. Ours are more like six inches. <sighs> oh, it's just so, there's so much to it and so much to learn. Did we plant at the right time? The, oh my gosh, the wind is brutal. Half my corn stalks are growing like zigzags. They're not perfectly straight. Uh, the watering, like how much do you water? Did you water too much? Did you not water enough? So like, I am just going to be searching all of the things, all of the internet, talking to as many people as we can to try to learn from our, our experiences and then trial and error, try it again and try it again. But what I was excited about was this, was that everybody loves fall. 
And I spent, I was willing to spend $8 last year for a corn stock for our fall festival last year, which was our first year. And so this year I'm really excited that I can use those corn stocks. I bundled them all up. I'm going to put them in a safe place to store them and we'll use that. And right there, I, I believe I have saved some money. And I was also thinking, gosh, then I could actually put it on our Facebook uh, or sell them at the festival of, you know, here's your fall decorations. So they're super cute. People use them all the time to decorate like their front porches and, or if they have their own fall festivals some great pictures, um, some photographers might want to have some fall photos. So that would be a great way to repurpose what you were growing and use it in a different way. Cause otherwise we're going to um, send all of these stocks out to the cows and the pigs. And they certainly love all of those different things. And then, or you can also just put them in your compost. So we'll do that um, in order to repurpose that. And so everything that you grow, try to re figure out another way that we can use it and it will benefit your farm. So that's, that's the plan. So our fall festival is going to be coming up sooner than I really thought. It's just the days are passing sooner and sooner and sooner, faster and faster. I should say we have, we're coming up on almost 80 days before the concert. That was a pause in, there's so much to do and so much, so much to do that we're still learning how the best way to do everything. And what do we need to do? How, oh my gosh. So this is, we've put on a fall festival last year. We put on an Easter event. We did like a small like book signing at the launch of our, our children's book. So really we've done three semi-large events. So this year it's going to be big. I'm so excited. I'm excited, but I'm also scared. I'm also overwhelmed. Can I, can I have all the, those emotions? Because I do. So we have year two under is coming on under our belts. We have almost 80 days to the concert. So let me show you what we've got so far. So we have almost all of our lineup for our country concert. That's going to be our thought process is that's going to be the kickoff for the concert. I mean, for the fall festival, we're going to be calling it simply country music festival. And the idea is that the, the country concert, we invited people who are, we believe are simply country and somebody just who enjoys the country living, who is true to what they sing. They just have great energy that they want to come up and be a part of um, a small town feel. So that's what our goal was when we were looking for artists. We have, um, we're going to be announcing one of ours actually on Monday. So tomorrow, um, and this person is local to our community. And then we have one, two, three more artists that we will be announcing. So we'll have four total artists here coming up here soon. So the main artist um, suggested, this artist has been in the business for quite some time and suggested that we announce their name um, about August is, and then that gives all of August, all of September to really just push that last big push for, um, who this artist is and, and the festival. So I'm excited about that. And I am open to any type of suggestions because like I said, we've never put on this type of large event before at this scalable level. And so any type of feedback, any type of ideas of how to generate the knowledge behind 
getting people to know about this event and want to come and have a great time is I'm, I'm all ears. So I'm going to use that same technique. So we're going to roll it out like one at a time. So our tickets are on sale currently and we've got it as like an early bird. So all of July is going to be a set price. So we're going to have all of July be um, a discounted price. Plus there is a free t-shirt that is involved with it as well. So this is going to be super fun. It's a great logo that goes on the front. We're going to have the sponsorships of the people on the back. So our sponsors are still, we're still trying to figure out who, who would be um, able to help us put on this awesome event for the community of McAllister. And so we're working on that and that right there has been, I keep reminding myself, what's that saying? For every 10 no's, there's one yes. And so I'm trying to keep that as my mindset because oftentimes it's no, not, not today. Thank you for reaching out to me or no, 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 no. And there's going to be a time when they're going to say, yes, I'm just waiting for it. Right now, Ben and I are the ones who are putting everything on. That almost makes me want to cry because it's, it's, it's a lot to take on. <laughs> we have rented a stage. It's a, it's a beast of a stage. It's really cool. Uh, it is about 24 by 30 something feet. It's completely covered. Uh, we have our sound guy who's ready to go. And we have an EMC, EMC, an MC. There we go. But I think it's spelled E-C-M-E-E. Anyways, an MC and... I'm excited to tell you about his story when um, he'll be our second person that we're going to share about who we're launching with. And then who else do we, what else do we got? We've, we're working on food vendors. We're working on craft vendors because food is fun. And when you go to a festival, that's what you think of, right? You think of food, you think of people coming in and enjoying themselves and sitting down, eating those delicious fair foods and walking around and you're seeing the different things yeah. So, but gosh, guys, that has been also like a headache of my, of mine too. It's, it's, it's a lot of time consuming contact to be able to reach out to those people and tell them about your event and ask them if they're available and what do you sell? And are you able to come and please fill out the application? So we know who you are and what you sell. So we're not doubling up on a bunch of different types of foods. Can, can we, can you commit to it? And, um, dealing with like the people who, who you do want to come and they might have already booked themselves or are just not ready to fully commit yet because they don't know how many people you're going to have at your event. So we're just sharing what our knowledge with you guys, because this platform that we are working on sharing at, at the Simply Country Ranch is events. And I would rather be completely transparent with everybody. So then that way you guys can hopefully in turn learn learn from us as well uh, if you ever wanted to do something like this too. So we're constantly thinking agriculture is really tough to be in and just sustaining yourselves in farming is, it feels almost impossible. So we're trying to think how can we incorporate farming along with the community? How do we give them something that they want to be a part of and in return allow us to continue to farm. Um, let's also state this too, that every single person that I have talked to has said, when you're putting on a concert, when you're putting on a festival, you don't make money. 
And now I, and I go, I know. At first I was like, what? Really? No, come on. And then you look into everything and you're like, it almost, again, it almost makes you want to cry. <laughs> because you like look into it and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. That costs money. And then this costs money. And then that, and then this, and this, and this. And it adds up so fast and tremendous. Like just a banner, just one of those like eight foot banners are like $200 on the light side. Uh, And then lanyards and bracelets for entry and like silly things, silly things that you just are like, oh, that's no big deal. Or you, you don't really think of the whole big picture. Like how many bracelets do I order? I don't know. This is year two. So anyways, my point was, was that I just wanted to share with you guys that maybe you guys want to put things on, but you don't even know where to start. And that's what I almost want to debunk is that so much. I look at all these farms and I, at these people who put on these massive festivals that I've grown up and gone to over the many years. And it's been, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is huge. Look at all these people. They just must be figuring it all out. But like, where did they, and they're on year 10, what does it look like on year one, on year two, on year five? Where where did they start? Because it's so easy to compare yourself to somebody else's year 10 to your year one. And I, that's, that's my purpose. That's why I want to continue to just share every part of our steps with you. And also that just gives me the way to be able to communicate to everybody what what we've got coming on because a lot of this is because we are so new last year, we didn't, we were so head deep into putting on this festival and being present in the festival, like answering all the questions that all these kinds of things. I didn't take pictures. And therefore here we are year two wanting to promote that same thing. And I don't have a lot of content in order to recycle um, and use. So that's something that I've learned too, that I need to find a photographer, find a videographer, somebody that can help me out with the content that I can in turn use in the following years, because that's going to be able to generate the buzz that I, that I'm going to be needing for a future event or just show our sponsors like, Hey, this is what it looked like. Look how fun it is. Or this is how busy it was. This is, this is what you can expect. Um, And it's really hard to do that uh, if you don't have that type of content. So luckily, Facebook, Instagram, all of the social media pages are so valuable when you have people who give you reviews and who take pictures and tag you in those types of things because you can use that as your repurposed content. Always make sure to go back to them and say, hey, can I use this for for my marketing? Uh, Would you be okay to use that as your testimonial and whatnot? But that being said... um, that's something that I've also learned that I need to make sure I put on my docket because it is so easy as the owner or as the party planner, as the event coordinator to be so deep into it, you forget all those big pieces. I mean, that's why you, when you're getting married, you're not your own photographer at your wedding. You need to capture, you need to hire someone to capture those details that you, that you'll be needing for the future. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, So again, fall festival, simply country, I should stop calling it the fall festival. It's a music festival because we really just wanted to incorporate music involved in it. I feel like that would be a great way to engage the community to want to come out and give them a place to 
have some great outdoor music uh, for and then kicking it off for a season. So we last year tried to go grow pumpkins, but my chickens adore pumpkin seeds. And so do my cows. Uh, they love, they like to trample into the pumpkin patch when we had little tiny baby pumpkins and they'll eat them. And then my water bill, uh, it's what pumpkins take a lot of water and I did not understand the gravity of that situation when we don't have, we're not on well water, we're on city water here. And uh, gosh, I really should have drilled a well by this time because we are, it, Oklahoma is very dry and hot, like I said at the very beginning of this. And anyways, my long story is, is that we were not successful last year in growing pumpkins. So we had to outsource that and we were able to bring the pumpkins in because you can't have a fall festival without some pumpkins. And so the wonderful, wonderful farm, I believe they're in Bigsby, Oklahoma. They provided us with some pumpkins and we were able to use the small pumpkins for our pumpkin launching. And then we just got some medium sized pumpkins and those pumpkins were great to, as we used as decorations. And I did have a sign up next to a section where we were having some pumpkins, but I didn't do a very good job at explaining that they were for sale because I, and then it, I mean, again, it's not a big deal because I just turn my pumpkins back out to my cows and it adds as a snack. It's great food for them. The pigs love it. I mean, all of them do. It's great nutrition in there for it. So it's not a big deal, but I would have loved to be able to at least recoup my money off of those pumpkins and, and sold them. So this year I'm going to um, put it together in a little different format and I'm going to create like a little pumpkin patch area and put the pumpkins in there. I think that would be so cute too, for people to be able to come and take pictures with their pumpkins and sitting inside the patch and make it look like you just have pumpkins all the way around. So that's going to be the next idea. Um, like I said, uh, we're learning, we're growing, we're going to adapt what do people like, what did they want more of, um, what would they change, those types of things. So we're always trying to get some feedback. And from the whole season, as we've been announcing and talking that we have a fall festival that's coming on, I've been asking, like, what is your ideal festival. And you know what? Some of these people have said multiple times and I've got to figure out how I'm going to do it. Apple cider. Apple cider. I, when I think of fall festival, I don't really think of apple cider, but I had dozens of people mention that it was apple cider that, that made the festival for them. So I need to figure out how I'm going to, how I'm going to do that. Now would it be, it's warm apple cider, right? Like hot apple cider. Okay. You pumpkin people, fall festival, pumpkin spices, all of that goodness. I, I want to capitalize on bringing that same feel over and over. So I love any type of way to have pictures and remember this event. We're going to be reaching out to elementary schools to come and do their pumpkin season with us. And hopefully we can get some field trips that people will be able to come out. I'm going to try to have a field trip after our after our fall event, because then all the stuff will still be set up and then we can just utilize that and probably trying to keep like the field trips set to like a Thursday, Friday type thing. And then Saturday would be open to the public to do some events. So I think that would, should be pretty fun. And I would love to see kids have like those adorable, I'm going to paint them, um, those ply boards that are about you cut them to be like, they're like four by eight sheets, but you can cut it with their face out and you paint the outside and they stick their face in, face in a hole, hole in a face, you know, those cute things. And the ones where they stand next to, and it's like painted like a, 
a ruler that says, you know, like I've grown, I've grown with this ranch. And then every year they can turn back to those same exact pictures over the years. Cause that's ultimately what I would love to have is be able to have our ranch be a place where people can come and experience uh, the fall season over and over. Just having an event center is what my goal is for this ranch. So we are going to have the fall festival, the Easter, um, summer is going to be the movies during the evening times because it's it's super hot here and uh the last one is probably going to be we'll probably do something in november um that first that first uh, week in november but then christmas so the first saturday uh, in december is going to be christmas at the ranch so a cowboy christmas Ah, I can't wait for that one. Probably some hay rides. Super fun. We are busy working on all the different types of events that we want to have at this festival. So building things. So let us know if there's something that you would like to know a little bit more of how we've done. And we'll try to put together like a tutorial or just answer some questions. So we're building um, one of those train cars. And I was looking into it and I even found somebody on Craigslist who builds these barrel cars. And as I was doing the math for it, my dad is so great about figuring out the, all the moving pieces. He's, he's quite the handyman. And so I was telling him like, this is the price for how much it would cost for somebody to per, to build us a barrel car. You know, here's a tutorial that somebody has put on the internet. Can we re- replicate this barrel car for cheaper than what this person is selling this for? And it seems like it was going to be almost like a wash, you know, like by the time that you did the trial and error and figured things out, it probably would be really comparable. And so we were like, okay, well, maybe we'll go with this person who is building these um, train cars that I just had found on Craigslist. And then we just decided to go move away from that because Harbor Freight was having a sale and it was during like Memorial Day. And they were having their sale of like, gosh, it was like something crazy, like 40% off of one item um, on that day. So we went to multiple Harbor Freak stores around here and um, got a, uh, there's like a, like a little cart that you, that your little tractor or lawnmower pulls behind. So it has the two wheels. It, literally looks like a barrel car, but it's square. And then Ben is going to go ahead and build a seat inside there. And so it won't be exactly like those little barrel cars, but this will be great because we can actually fit two people in there. And I love that idea because it, they're so wide. And gosh, I would say I easily fit next to it. And then I could easily have like a kid with me. And I love that idea because so many times you have these little, little kids that want to go on these train rides but they might not be big enough to sit into the barrels cars. So I loved this idea because it allowed like an adult to get into it and then have their child with them and could easily sit on the bench seat. So, and then also for profit wise, you can have more kids in that, you know, the siblings or friends sit there and you can have fill it with more people in your little train ride rather than just one barrel car. So that's what one thing that I liked that profit version um, as well. So there we go. Whew, I'm like spewing all of these different types of information that we've got going on. So thank you so much for sticking around and hearing a little bit more. If there's more topics that you would like us to cover when it comes to having an event at your ranch or putting something on like that, then always reach out to us and we'll be more than happy to talk with you guys. So have a fabulous day and thanks for listening to the Simply Country podcast.